Devices, a good omen spot fic, written and read by Jack. When he finally entered the sanctuary of the bookshop, Crowley felt exhausted right to his very bones. He simply couldn't suppress the yawn creeping up on him while he called out for his Aerophil. Angel? In the back room, darling. His usual saunter toned down to a tired shuffle, he made his way to the back of the bookshop, yawning twice more before he reached his destination. He left his sunglasses on a side table right next to the entry and finally spotted his angel in his new favorite reading spot on their freshly purchased sofa. They had bought it about a week or two after Armageddon, and as soon as their relationship had finally shifted into something new. Crowley's heart still gave an excited little flutter every single time he saw the angel sitting on it, not that the painful compromise between the two very different styles of an old-fashioned angel and a flesh demon, or the connected abysmal Ikea visit, or the hour-long bickering about who was going to pay for it had been easy. Anything but, to be honest. But it was the first item they had chosen to buy together on their own side and so it soon began to symbolize their choice to intertwine their lives even further. It was a prelude to their plans to move to the South Downs together in a few months' time, and with it a future neither of them had ever truly dared to dream of. Temptation accomplished? Aziraphale asked with a fond smile, and Crowley nodded. Yeah, all good angel. You look tired, Aziraphale pointed out, and Crowley shrugged as he let his snake boots change back into his actual feet before he snapped some cozy socks on. You know, it's always amazing how many humans will choose to act selfish or mean given the chance. Officially, both Angel and Demon were not doing any work for their respective head offices anymore. Unofficially, both entities had always loved certain aspects of their work and had decided to still work in these fields whenever they felt like it, with or without orders from above or below. In a way, they both felt even more responsible for the Earth and its inhabitants now, and if Crowley's suspicion would prove correct, if the big one was truly still to come. They needed humanity to thrive and evolve to survive it. Aziraphale chose to do so by mostly giving the humans hope whenever life's burdens grew too heavy and despairing. Crowley's approach went more along the lines of causing havoc and mischief. While his old job was all about tempting humans into sins, his new job concentrated more on his initial assignment, offering humans choices. In his opinion, humanity would only be able to truly reflect on who they were if their safe, secluded lives were shook up a bit once in a while. Only if they experienced the bad alongside the good would they be able to truly reflect on what their goals for the future should be. 
Aziraphale chose not to respond to Crowley's observation, because, quite frankly, he didn't need to. They'd been discussing morality over the course of six thousand years by now, and had long since come to the realization that they often had very little influence on the humans' actual choices, which was a fact that their head officers never really got a firm grasp on. They could offer them support or a choice, but what the humans did with either of those was their own responsibility. Instead, Aziraphale snapped his fingers and got rid of his own shoes, his jacket and his waistcoat. Crowley smiled involuntarily as he watched his angel rearrange himself on their sofa, so that one leg lay stretched out against the backrest and the other leg still rested with his tartan-socked foot against the bookshop floor. A clear invitation Crowley hurried to follow up on. He snatched their favorite tasseled blanket from Aziraphale's old reading chair and hurried to snuggle up to his warm angel. One leg stretched alongside Aziraphale's and the other one thrown possessively over a plush angelic thigh, Crowley efficiently, but carefully, got rid of the bow tie and started opening the top buttons on Aziraphale's shirt while the angel cocooned them into their blanket. What are you doing, you wily serpent? Aziraphale asked affectionately as he realized that more and more of his buttons were being opened, at least more than were strictly necessary for a quick nap. Smells good. Stronger now, Crowley murmured drowsily, before he affectionately tousled his hand for a moment in Aziraphale's chest hair. Then he wound his left arm around Angelic hips, threw his right arm over the sofa's armrest, and tucked his head into the offered space between head and shoulder, nose firmly pressed against the open V of Aziraphale's shirt. Aziraphale had used his index finger as a placeholder in the book he had been holding while he rearranged himself on the sofa. So Crowley had assumed his angel intended to continue his reading once Crowley had settled down for his nap. Instead, he felt Aziraphale place a kiss on his forehead before the angel rested his cheek against it with a soft, indulgent sigh. As soon as Crowley realized that Aziraphale obviously planned to indulge him and his inner snake needs with a shared nap, he echoed the sigh contentedly. Thank you for choosing me, Aziraphale whispered right before they fell asleep, and Crowley knew the words held more weight for them than a simple I love you ever could. The End